Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to GEMS Podcast. For those of you that are new to the community, I am Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp, the founder and host. For those seasoned listeners, thank you so much for tuning back into another segment. With me today is Sedru Ola Maruska. Her name, I had to literally practice it, y'all. So practice at the finest, and she's going to correct me if I butcher it. So let me tell you about this phenomenal woman that is our guest today. Sedru Ola Maruska is a social justice, equity, inclusion, and diversity consultant and coach, host of the award-winning podcast, Diversity Dish, speaker and aspiring author. Her passion is helping business leaders cultivate cultures of equity and inclusion to attract the diverse partnerships they desired and mitigating their risk of seeming out of touch. And y'all, it has been a hot topic because we all have seen DEI and B being a cop-out to some because they're trying to check that box. But we're here to unpack that with you today. So without further ado, let's welcome our guest. Welcome. Hi, Hi Genesis. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm excited my, to be here. Yes, my pleasure. I love the glasses. You're rocking the print. Love the hair. It's been Thank a minute. <laughs> I just got it cut and I'm so excited about it. It takes me a minute sometimes to figure out what I want to do with my hair. And then when I decide, I just go for it. And it's like, yay i'm really excited about it <laughs> it looks really cute thank you <laughs> especially being a naturally curly person you just never know how the curls are gonna pop whenever you wake up but that's right just... <laughs> so are you ready to connect with the audience we're gonna jump into the connection part before we dive into the meat and potatoes of our conversation let's do it so there are two options i give my guests we can either do a rapid fire 10 question game, emphasis on rapid, or an icebreaker. What are you in the mood for? Ah, let's go for, let's do a rapid. Okay. <laughs> Here we go, y'all. We're playing rapid fire with Genesis and Sedru Lola. <laughs> question number one, what's one word to describe you? Loyal. Question number two, I know you are a mama too, and you are married. What's one piece of advice you would give to a new married couple and a new parent? Stay flexible. <laughs> Question three, if you had the opportunity to trade places with anyone, would you trade places or remain yourself? I would remain myself because you never know what someone else's trials are, but you do know what yours are and they are meant for you, so. Yes. <laughs> Question four, what is your drink of choice? Coffee, tea, or something else? Usually tea. Okay. Question five, would you rather a dream car, dream home, or hell, let's go big and have both? <laughs> Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> Who 
Question six. If you could have lunch or dinner with any person, past or present, who would it be and why? I would love to have dinner with Will Smith because he and I actually share a birth date. And I just think that he's a fascinating human. So I would love to just have great conversation with him. Okay, audience, I'm gonna dive a little deeper here. So this is gonna be question seven. Will Smith before or after the slap? Either. Awesome. <laughs> See, she's true to her answer, y'all. She's not letting an incident sway her. So that's, that's why we right. go deeper. <laughs> I believe, I don't believe that one incident makes you who you are. So Exactly. <laughs> so that was question seven. So question eight, what is a quote saying or mantra that you live by that picks you up when you're having a day that is off? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I think I usually think to myself, this too shall pass. If it's, you know, if I'm, if I'm down, this too shall pass. Question nine. Are you ready? Yes. You get three <laughs> random acts of kindness per day. What are your three for today? Oh, I would give a random stranger a compliment um which i have done i would pay for someone in this coffee in the coffee line which i have done and i would oh my goodness three huh <laughs> um i would let someone get in in front of me while i'm driving okay <laughs> that is depending on what city you live in people oh will appreciate that <laughs> And question 10, it is our pass or play question. And here are the rules. If you pass, our roles are reversed and you get to ask me a question. If you play, I ask one last question to wrap up rapid fire. So do you want to pass or play? I'll play. <laughs> okay. Last question. You just won the lottery. Cha -cha 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 -cha. However, in order to get all of your proceeds and secure your bag you must donate to three charities of your choice what charities are you donating to oh that's a good one um there's saint boniface hospital which is in haiti which is doing amazing work down there i would donate to them um, charity water is one of my favorite charities as well because i think that um, it helps women and girls around the world and the third charity would be, um, I, would, I would donate a ton to Ankiva, to women who are running businesses and who are um, desiring microloans to help them run their business. I love it. And that shows your heart and it shows servant leadership in you. So audience, we just connected on a personal and professional <laughs> level with Sedru Lola. And I hope you learned a little bit more about her. Now we're going to dive into the meat and potatoes of the conversation. I like to call it that because I'm a Southern belle from down south. So <laughs> we're serving up diversity in a dish. And that's the name of her podcast. So let's unpack this. Why the name diversity dish? Well, it was going to be called cubicle conversations. And because I was thinking mostly about the workplace. 
And it was taken, that name was taken. So I opened it up to my family. I was like, I need a name and I need it now because I'm starting this podcast in like three weeks. I think it was like four weeks or something. And I really need a name because I need to create these logos. I need to just do that. And my uncle came up with Diversity Dish. And I was like, that is so perfect because that's what we do, right? That's what we're doing. We're dishing on something. We're talking about something, which is, you know, vernacular, of course, for us. And I thought that's perfect because you can play with that in so many ways. And it's just, you know, serving, serving up something or what are we going to, you know, what are, what are we serving today? Which is why I always end the podcast with what is your favorite dish for all my guests? What is your favorite dish? We always end on that high, happy note of food, which is the ultimate, you know, connector of people. So that's where that came from. I love it. And I can't remember because I haven't been on your show. I can't remember if you do an audio format and a video format. But one thing that would be cool is if you actually eat like a dish like at the end or like for a special segment where you're talking about diversity and various topics that are packed under the umbrella and then you're breaking bread to uh, bread with one another. Wouldn't that be awesome? We I only do audio right now. But that right there is an idea for a TV show, for sure. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to keep that in the back of my mind there. (laughs) Well, tap on me when you're ready. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) ma'am. I was perusing the streets of your Instagram profile, which I normally don't do my research on all all of my guests because I like it to be organic and coffee chats style. Mm -hmm. But one thing that stood out was... You broke it down based on a lady that you started following on LinkedIn. And I think her name was Jillian. So correct me if I'm wrong. And she was talking about the difference between representative and representation. So let's break that down because so many people say, oh, representation matters. And we also see these little representation matters um, stamp marks on a Netflix for these different movies. And then we see people are like, oh, I'm a representative of this, this, and this, when in actuality, that individual is representing a particular group, but that doesn't mean that they're covering everything in that group because they may not be privy of all the information. So from your standpoint, and I'm going to break it down professional as well as personal, let's talk about the difference here? And why was that topic so important for you to recap it? I think it's really important because I think people often think that those words are interchangeable. If we say representation or representative, then we're talking about the same thing, which is not, right? Um, There's an Avon representative. She is representing a particular product, right? But representation is someone is doing something and you are able to gain from seeing them doing something. So they're not a representative of the whole culture of the whole gamut of, you know, let's say black people or indigenous people or gay people. They're not a representative for us. They are representation. They are showing us that the possibilities are there for you to also do something. So it's really you know, when people try to interchange those two words, it's always like, no, 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 because what what that does is it dilutes it down to something that then becomes 
very muddled, right? It becomes something that people don't quite understand. Um, when we're looking at the new Ariel in the new, you know, Little Mermaid uh, uh, clip, and all these little girls are getting excited, they're getting excited because now they can see themselves being that, right? They can understand that the possibilities are there for them to be that actress, to, to do what that actress is doing. But she's not representing them. She is simply a representative, uh, 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 rep, you know, she- Yes, <laughs> I got it. Representation of what- Representation of what, yeah. is, what the possibilities are. So it's important to keep those separate. Right? I think a lot of people often think that um, if one person, like if you have one person in the office who is of any marginalized community, they are a representative for that community. No, they're not. They are that person. <laughs> they are. I am Cedrola, right? I am not a representative for all Black women or, you know, because that's just not possible. Um, but I can be a representative for an iPhone, right? If I'm trying to sell an iPhone, I can be a representative for an iPhone. So it's so important. Yes. And you hit so many topics there because coming from a corporate background where I spent 15 years in corporate America and 12 of those were spent in the oil and gas and energy sector a lot of times I was the only and mm. I like to say chocolate drop that's the name of my book chocolate drop in corporate America Love versus it. black or african-american or whatever the case may be and for example after the whole George Floyd thing happen a lot of the onlys were being sought after because they thought that you were the quote-unquote representative and <laughs> you weren't necessarily the representation even though I identify with that racial group does not mean that I speak for everyone within that entire racial group and right. I felt like a lot of corporations were jumping on the bandwagon to put certain policies and procedures in place to merely check a box to show that they were diverse, they were, they were equitable, they were inclusive, and they had a sense of belonging. But after, you know, the turmoil passed, it's like they reverted back to their old methodologies. Yeah. And with you being an expert, or I don't know if you want me to call you an expert, a SME, a subject matter expert in this area, would you agree with that sentiment? Yes, absolutely. And I think it's sad because I think, I think they missed the whole point. They missed, they just missed the boat. Uh, it's so important. What the perspective I, that I often come from is, and I know that my podcast is, is called Diversity Dish, but I come from the perspective of, can we put diversity aside for just a minute and talk about equity and inclusion first? Because equity and inclusion is for is to create a space that will attract all the diversity that you're looking for because once you put things certain things in place and it's not about checking boxes so i have a real problem when people are like okay well we want to make sure that we interview at least three black candidates for a position okay 
let's say you do that, but let's say that the person that is interviewing is doing that to check the box and say, I did that, but not really thinking that they want to hire those people. Then what have you done? You've done nothing. You've checked the box and you haven't pushed anything forward. And if that is also a policy, think about what that means when that person does come on board and your culture is that type of culture. Now, when if you do hire someone of a diverse background, now all of a sudden it's like, well, you just got the job because, right? And that is a problem. And then the other problem that comes with those types of things is fake interviews because you have to do it, but not necessarily because you want to or think that this person is the right person for the position. So there is a lot that is a problem when we're talking about checking boxes and numbers. When I go in, I'm talking about what is happening on the ground floor? What are people experiencing and why are they experiencing this? What is in place? What are some of the policies, procedures, ways of doing things that are in place that are causing people harm? And let's look at those things and let's try to mitigate those things and let's get people Let's start listening to the people and giving them what it is that they need in order to be able to succeed in their positions. Then all of a sudden, you've got people working together. You've got people talking to each other. You've got a shift in your culture. And when you have a shift in your culture, it's inevitable that you will project that culture out into the world. You project that culture out into the world. Diverse candidates are looking and you will get more diversity than you ever thought possible because they're going to go oh my goodness look at this this and this that they're doing this looks like a place that i can go and i can be myself and i can actually share ideas and those ideas will actually have legs and go somewhere i'm going to apply for a job i'm going to watch this company and, and, and make sure that when something comes up that is in my alley i'm going to apply for that because i really want to work for this company you're not gonna have a problem with turnover and having to recheck the box because the people that you brought in to check the box have now left a year, a year and a half later because the soil was not tilled for them. It was not fertile for them. It was not meant for them to thrive. It was simply meant for you to check a box and say, hey, hey, look at us. We've got all this diversity, but never taking into consideration that these are people that have needs that need to be taken care of so yeah it's a i'm a yeah. I'm, a, I'm a no diversity <laughs> i'm a, not a no diversity i'm a diversity last diversity is a product of what needs to happen first right yes it's a product and i like i like how you dished it out there because it's like we're starting with the end in mind and we're reverse engineering it to make sure that people are seen and heard make sure the culture is favorable for everyone we're leveling the playing field we're saying okay you've come into this organization we're going to make sure that we hear you just like we see you we're going to make sure that you have the same opportunities as someone else we're going to make sure that this is a place where you can not only survive, but thrive. We're going to make sure that we go deep diving with you. We're going to make sure that we're putting our mouth where our money is. We're going to make sure that we're here to build one another up. We're going to make sure we're here to build legacies. 
We're going to make sure we're here to disrupt the atmosphere and let people know that we're not all about the willy-nilly, foo-foo, check the box. We are here to be disruptors. We are here to be groundbreakers and ground yes. shakers. We are here to push the needle forward because when we link arms together to really collaborate, we're creating synergies. We're moving the needle forward. We're saying that it's not going to stop with us. We're looking out into the future. We're projecting what difference looks like. We're projecting what unity looks like. We're projecting what the world needs to see. That's right. Preach it, girl. Hey. Oh, is, oh you got me fired up. <laughs> So, oh, I love dishing things out. So I know that you are an, an aspiring author, which is amazing. So with your platform, Diversity Dish, with you aspiring to be an author, as well as the other things that you're doing behind the scenes, what's stopping the book from just materializing right now? Is there something that you could share behind that? You know, I don't think that there's anything stopping the book except for me, like except for you know, it's kind of like my hair. Every four years, I get to this place where I'm like, I really need to do something different. Like my hair, what, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do, right? And I don't pull the trigger until I actually go, okay, this is what I'm gonna do. And so I feel like that that's the same thing that's happening with the book. I've gotten to a place where I kind of have an idea of using the book as a, uh, an amplification of some of the best episodes of the podcast and you know elaborating going a little bit deeper on all of the information that we've talked about and things like that but i'm still formulating and i think that that's that's the only thing that's holding me back i've actually started writing and i've gone back to read it. i'm like oh this is pretty good girl you better keep going so <laughs> So it's slowly, it's coming out, it's coming slowly, and it may just pick up at any time because it's it's right there front and center for me. Okay, so y'all just be on the lookout because the book is in the incubator process and any moment it's going to happen That's and right. we're going to be ready. <laughs> so to wind down, is there any question that I didn't ask you that you want to share regarding your work in equity, inclusion, and anything else that you're working on to really bring people into the conversation and let them know it's okay if we disagree. It's okay if we have differences of opinions, but we are going to talk about it as a whole so we can understand one another better. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just feel that, you know, a lot of people hold themselves back from the conversation because they feel that they're not going to be they're not going to say the right thing or they're going to they're going to put their you know foot in their mouths and then they're going to be embarrassed or they're going to be frustrated or whatever the case may be they're going to make somebody angry and my thing is that if you lead with heart if you leave lead with sincerity that's important because you are going to make mistakes you're going to make mistakes because you don't know what you don't know but being able to take information from someone else that says it says, oh my goodness, okay, this is a better way to do it and say thank you so much and keep moving with that. That's what we need. That's what's more important because we all are learning. We're all still learning. I mean, I'm constantly learning more and more about different people, different situations, all sorts of things. Words, words are evolving so quickly. Um, 
And so it's important that we actually just engage in the conversation. Don't worry so much about what are they going to think about me and, oh, my gosh, I'm going to make a mistake. Think more about the end product, right, the end result. Just like we put diversity at the end, we start with equity and inclusion, and then we get diversity. It's the same thing. You have to think about, well, I'm going to go through this period where it's going to seem really hard, but at the end, I'm going to be so much better at having conversations with a more diverse array of people. I'm going to have more information that I can actually take back to my community and share. I'm going to feel more comfortable. There's always going to be some discomfort as you're growing, but you're going to feel more comfortable in a wider perspective. So, so my thing is just, just, don't hold yourself back. Have the conversation because that really that communication, that's where all the change, that's where everything happens. Yes. And I guess to add on to what you just said is I'm going to challenge the audience here and I'm going to say break bread with somebody, somebody that's different than you, because we can all connect over a good meal. And then you can lead with a conversation that is fruitful, that can help build character. It can help you understand and it can help you grow personally and professionally. So just start with something as a meal, then engage in a conversation. And then after that conversation, ask yourself, what did I contribute to the conversation? And what did I get from the conversation? And now we're going to jump in to the CTA. So Sedruola, what is your CTA for the audience? And I know I think I butchered your name. So put, correct me. Did I say it right? Sedrola. <laughs> Sedrola. That's right. Yep. Sedrola. <laughs> what is your CTA for the audience? Um... I would like for them to, something really easy. Uh, I would like for them to go and watch a movie that is an all black cast. Very simple, right? Something like, and something, The Best Man, Love Jones, Love and Basketball. I mean, there's so many, but watch, watch a movie that is mostly of a cast that is not of your same race and watch and listen to the language the nuance of the the body language everything because that is that that will teach you something you know is it <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it sure will i watched this show on netflix that some people have been downing on and i actually watched it with my mother and it does have a lot of profanity in it it's called black af Oh, yeah. Yes. And I haven't the, watched it yet, but yeah. It is a spinoff of Blackish, Grownish, and et cetera. But there's different things in the show that Caucasian people or people outside of the marginalized community will think about African Americans. And when they see someone that is successful or someone that's doing something, they're like, oh, oh. And then it's just so funny the way that they break it down to understand it. And with my mother, who's 68 years old, at first I was like, is this appropriate to be watching with my mother? And my mother's Caribbean. So she understood it, even though she didn't grow up in the quote unquote Black American lifestyle. It was yeah. just different nuances and things that we go through as identifying with the African American Black community. So that's another thing, but just be prepared that there is profanity. So that's my disclaimer there. But then <laughs> you kind of could chuckle about it too. Right. So 
now I want you to tell the audience how they can connect with you to follow you more on your journey, plug your website and where you hang out primarily on social media. My website is diversitydish.com. So everything there, so my speaking, uh, to get me to speak as consultant or, or anything is all there on the website. And I hang out mostly on LinkedIn and, you know, Cedrola, if you do a search in your Google or your Bing or whatever search engine you use and you put in Cedrola, it's me. I am the only one <laughs> so far. <laughs> so um, I am Cedrola on Twitter. I'm Cedrola on Instagram. I'm Cedrola Maruska on Facebook and I'm Cedrola Maruska on LinkedIn. And that is S-E-D-R-U-O-L-A. That's all you really need. So S-E-D-R-U-O-L-A. And you can find me on, on most of the social platforms. I hang out mostly on LinkedIn. I have kind of put my IG on hiatus, but I'm going to be back because I do love IG. So I'm going to be back, but that's where you'll find me. <laughs> And there you have it, y'all. You heard the founder behind Diversity Dish serving you up the importance of having equity and inclusion to be a part of your dish. And then the rest of the diversity ingredients-wise and conversation-wise will come into fruition. So make sure you like, comment, follow, and subscribe the podcast. We're on 40 plus platforms. You could also find us on YouTube by going to Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp. And the big X, A-S-K, is for brand sponsors. It is paid sponsorship because it does take monetary resources to fuel the mission and movement to bring content that is educational, inspirational, and motivational while also weaving in D, E, I, and B diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. Because let's be real, it does take all of us coming together to make this world a better place. And if you're not striving to leave this world better than you found it, then you're not really tapping into your full potential, your mission, and your purpose, why you were created. Stop being a carbon copy, be uniquely you, and pop prepared on purpose with Genesis and Sedrula. Until next time, peace, love. <laughs> and lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing day. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Amaris Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at gems, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcasts.